This show is a proud member of the Nerdy Legion Podcast Network. Get more at nerdylegion.com. Enjoy the show! Spoiler alert! What Did You Watch This Week is a candid discussion about recent movies and TV shows, and it may contain spoilers if you haven't watched them yet. Listen at your own risk. Hello, everyone, and welcome to episode 21 of What Did You Watch This Week? My name is Mike. My name is John. And we are here to talk about what we watched this week for the 21st consecutive episode. Wow. 21. I know. That, we can legally drink. That's right. Yeah. Jeez, four more, four more episodes. We're going to be able to rent a car without extra fees. Whoa. I'm looking forward to that. Let's take a road trip somewhere. And then pretty much after that, nothing, nothing else matters. Yeah, isn't that kind of disappointing? Like, yeah. you reach that final milestone and it's all downhill. I mean, what do you get, like 65 or 66? You get to get Social Security. But who's looking know, forward dude, to by that? The, by the time we're old enough for that, it'll probably be 70 by then. <laughs> you know? It's like I was talking to a coworker the other day, and she goes, I'm an eight-year employee. That's how I look at it. In eight years, I'm going to have my years and have my time, and I can get done. I went, wow, that's great. Uh, let's see here. Uh, to get age in my years in, uh, I, to get age, I mean, I guess I'm a 25-year employee. Uh, that sucks. Wow. <laughs> <laughs> so, anyhow, so I guess I'll start out with the, uh, the burning question that's on everyone's mind. John. Yes, Mike. What, what did you watch this week? Uh, this week I went for quality over quantity. All right. I, I didn't see a lot of shows, but what I did was enjoyable, I'd say. Um, <laughs> I'll, I'll kick it right off on Sunday night with uh, Vice Principals. Now, Okay, so you did give that a try. Yeah, yeah. I've, I'm three episodes in now. And uh, as I had said, you know, the last episode that I had watched, they burned the new principal's house down. Um, Solid. Yeah, but this episode, for me, there's certain types of humor in shows and movies that just turns me right off. And uh, it's what I call, like, either the unfortunate humor or the um, the over-the-top, trying-too-hard humor. So the unfortunate humor is something like, you remember the movie Meet, uh, Meet the Parents? Sure. Ben Stiller. Yeah. A series of unfortunate events kept yep. happening to him over and over. To me, it lost its humor. Okay. You know, after a while, it was just annoying. Um, and then there's the over-the-top kind, which is like um, the worst episodes of Michael Scott on The Office. Okay. You know, the person who's just trying too hard and who is going over-the-top to the point where you're supposed to be laughing, but instead you're cringing. That was this kind of episode on Vice Principals. Um, Danny McBride pushed himself onto the field trip that they were taking. Um, it was supposed to be a fun field trip to like a colonial place. And uh, he saw that the teacher that he has kind of a crush on was going. So he forced himself onto the field trip, you know, by threatening to destroy the whole field trip if he couldn't go. Yeah. And from there on was just a complete and utter douche. Uh, mean to the students, mean to the other teachers, really over the top. One of the teachers actually said to him, you're being an asshole and everybody hates you and you need to stop this. But he didn't because he thinks that he's always right. So it was a very uncomfortable episode for me. Okay. It made me like not want to watch the show anymore. It even oh, had geez. the Yeah, it even had the twist where he went to the other vice principal who keeps a secret hidden file on every other faculty member in the school and he got the secret file on uh his crush. So he would like talk to her about things from the file, you know, oh um I bet I know what your last name means and this sounds annoying. Oh it was so annoying. And then one yeah. of the other teachers finds the binder so now she's holding it over him and Oh, yeah, this sounds super annoying. Yeah, it was not pleasant at all. Um, I hope that it changes because right now that's not fun to watch for me. Okay. All right, yeah. fair enough. I understand. I can understand that. Yeah. Yeah, it's kind of like uh, a few episodes back we were talking about, um, oh, what's that, spoo that, that, that 
police show that you like. Angie Tribeca. Yeah, and it's just I'm this I'm at the kind of like what you were just saying. It's the uh, kind of humor that just turns me off. Yeah. Yep. So, um, incidentally, just so you know, uh, as soon as you talked about how he um, was being a douche, all I could think of was Garfunkel notes. Uh, this party just took a turn for the douche. <laughs> so yes. that's rolling through my brain right now. Excellent. You're welcome. If you guys haven't seen that, you should check that out. They're a great comedy duo that does some great, uh, great, great original songs. Like uh, the sports song and Pregnant yep. Women Are Smug. Yep. Yep. And then I think the first time I saw them was on Scrubs, but it was yes. just, uh, it was just what, Oats. Yep. Yeah. Yeah. So <clears throat> anyhow, um, that sounds, uh, cool. So I, uh, we, we watched up, uh, we finished up Orange is the New Black. Oh, okay. Um, <clears throat> you know, there was, uh, I'm still like two episodes in this season. <laughs> yeah. It, 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 um, so it, the guards are really just crap in this season. Like some of these guards, I mean, like there's, there's one guard where, uh, Piscatella, where there's a part of me that I, I liked his character at one point because, um, of how I thought he was going to be, but then actually how he came off as a character. So I was like, Oh, okay. He's not going to be the, the, the jerk I thought he was going to be. And then he does end up being the jerk I thought he was going to be. He takes a strong, uh, you know, like right turn at one point. Okay. And um, in the second to the last episode, you know, there's a huge build uh, towards a, a character, you know, um, dying. And okay. it's unexpected. Mm-hmm. And so then you're going into the season finale, which is a extended episode at an hour, 20 minutes. So it's essentially like a movie, you know. Mm-hmm. And it really wasn't that good. Like, it just dragged, and it was kind of boring, and then there's, like, the Chapman storyline is really kind of this season, Yeah, and it gets to a point where something happens to her midway, and then we basically kind of don't see her a whole lot. I mean, she's definitely not the focal point this season at all, like she was the first three. Which isn't a bad thing. Yeah, but the series was created around her, and I know a lot of shows are created around a certain character or characters, and then as it goes on, it expands, and the characters, excuse me, around them become more prevalent, you know? Yep. But I was surprised, because this is the only the fourth season, and they only do like 10, 11, you know, they only do like a, a dozen episodes a season, so it seems kind of fast that she's been kind of pushed to the back, but other characters have really come out strong and more prominent, and then, you know... um, I mean, we're sitting there watching it at one point. Like, we pause it to see how much longer it's got. And it's like, well, they got to wrap this whole thing up in 15 minutes. I don't know what they're going to do, but this is just, it wasn't, it just wasn't good. And then, of course, you know, they end on a huge banging cliffhanger, if you will. So, but in a way that it's like. They always seem to do that in that season, though. Yeah, they do. I'm not sure they do, but it's just kind of like. Well, I guess the show will be back next summer, hopefully. And if it's not, oh well. Gotcha. So, yeah, it was it was kind of a disappointing finale. I gotcha. Yeah, yeah. So, um, <clears throat> excuse me, but yeah, yeah. So we watched that. I worked a lot this week. Mm-hmm. Excuse me a second. Anyways, yeah, so I worked a lot this week. I'm on my 10-hour rotation, so I go in at 9 o'clock at night. So I actually didn't have a lot of time to watch a lot of shows. Um, so like at work, sometimes killing time, uh, I, I watch, I end up watching like a lot of Tosh this week. Oh, okay. Yeah. Like I had watched, I had like, not like the, um, I watched it on Hulu and they had like a whole second half of the season from like, say August on from last year. I hadn't watched yet. Gotcha. So I watched that. I, it makes me laugh. Now, has he gotten... Like, I haven't watched it in recent years. Has he gotten more along the lines of the gross-out factor? Um, it's, It depends. Some episodes have that. Some episodes don't. Okay. Um, it's more along the lines of, like, you know, he always opens up with a video uh, that makes you go, oh, you know, mm-hmm. it's a catchy one. Right. And then he'll show it again and maybe talk about it, and then he'll show a few other videos. Um, but I, I really like his segments where he does, like, the uh, web redemptions. Yep. Or the um, – it's, it's like not celebrity but web, web 
or Brevity or whatever, how he pronounces it, but basically a web celebrity, except he's combined the words. Gotcha. And uh, he'll bring them in for whatever reason. Rather, it's, you know, sometimes it's not a redemption. It's just the fact that he finds them so just appealing as a character. He wants to um, <clears throat> talk to them, I guess, in person. Okay. And then he'll do his skits, you know, sometimes as well. Like, he had a member of uh, Manudu on. This one guy that was a member of Manudo when he was a kid, and now he's like this, he's a big jacked guy, and he calls himself bisexual or whatever, but he uh, he did this thing he put on YouTube where he imitated the He-Man opening, the oh, whole okay. skit, and so they uh, end up creating this elaborate He-Man musical where Tosh played Skeletor, and because um, <laughs> one of the things he's talking to the guy, and the guy goes... Yeah, people commented, like, you ruined my childhood memories and on and on. Tosh is like, well, you think they're bad now? Wait till they see this. <laughs> and then it cuts to, like, the He-Man musical. Or, I mean, it, and it's funny. It's actually pretty funny. Um, but anyhow, yeah. So, no, it's it's there's definitely sometimes he goes for the gross out still, but a lot other times he, he, he doesn't at all. So it just, it just depends on the episode. Gotcha. It's not centered around it. But still, like, it's 20 minutes long. It makes me laugh. It helps the time pass when I'm on a long, 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 long shift. <laughs> so that would be a long shift? Oh, man, a long shift. Yeah. Yeah. I, what uh, else did you watch? Well, this week I finished up. I haven't talked about this series until now because I wanted to let it run all the way through. But TBS did a short run of a series called Wrecked. Okay. And from everything that I saw when I first saw the previews, it was a spoof of Lost. You know, it starts off with an airplane going down uh, on a tropical island and these people yes, are trying to I survive. Yes, I saw commercials for that. I saw several commercials for that. Yeah. So I've been watching it all along. They're half-hour shows. And i got to say, it was not a spoof of Lost. So this was That's not... how it exactly how it came off to me. Yep. And it was almost one of those things where, like, I don't even want to give this a try because I feel like that's what it's going to be. Exactly. I thought that it was just going to be like a spoof, like a Spaceballs kind of thing. It was not. Yeah. It was humorous, but it kind of took a more, I don't want to say lighthearted, but a more, um, I, I guess, lighthearted look at the situation of Lost nowadays. You know, so basically these people are trying to survive and they come up with different things like they dig a pit. They dig a giant pit to put people in when they misbehave, like, you know, fighting or there, there's one gun yes. on the island. And- I saw that. I must have seen an extended commercial or something somewhere because I remember seeing that. Yep. And it seems like at some point everybody but one guy's in the pit now. <laughs> yep. Yeah. Um, yeah, Riz Darby uh, plays like a lovable loser who gets elected as president of the island and starts instituting his law on people. Now, that's the guy with the mustache, right? Yes. Now, yes. he played in the X-Files reboot they just did, the yes. season 10. He was the lizard person. The, the werehuman. Yes, the werehuman. <laughs> okay, yeah. That, that, that was like, oh, I know him. He's yeah. a riot. He also does the voice of the uh, steward of the castle of lions in the Voltron reboot. Okay. But, yeah, it... It was not a bad show, honestly, if you can get past the idea that it's a spoof of loss, because it is not a spoof of loss. Okay. But it's, you know, watching these people try to survive. It's definitely not quality entertainment like, you know, oh, I can't wait for the next episode. But it wasn't what I expected, so it was kind of pleasing that way. Okay. I, I was pleasantly surprised that it had its own story, its own depth, without relying on, you know, jokes about loss. You know, uh, okay, uh, Denise from was it was she uh okay remember the last season of scrubs yeah and you had the you had the three female doctors or doctors in training and there was the one who was like the aggressive and she had a thing for chubsters oh denise yes yes okay she was denise there um she was in the opening episode as one of the, like, she was the same character. You know, she was the head flight attendant and she gave the rules to everybody else and she was, you know, bossing everybody around. And then she's gone. And then she shows up at the end of the season as a crazy person because she has made uh, friends out of things like coconuts and a cat carrier. And uh, she's got this entire village of quote unquote people that are all imaginary in her head. And, now she wants to kill other people who threaten her. 
Cool. Yeah, so that was kind of fun. Yeah, seems it. Yep. So, yeah, I finished that one out. That wasn't bad. Would you recommend it? Uh, no. <laughs> no. I mean, if you're if somebody is, like, desperate for something to watch and they come across that and they're wondering, no, it's not a spoof of Lost. You will have some enjoyment out of it. You know, these characters have their own stories and their own depth. But ultimately, like, I would not give it a hard sell and say, go out and watch this now. I wouldn't even yeah. say go out and watch it because you're bored. But, oh, wow. Yeah. But you still watched the whole thing. I did. They were half-hour episodes, and I think there were only, like, six of them or eight of them. So, fair yeah. Enough. Yep. <clears throat> Excuse me. Uh, well, fair enough, then. Yeah. I, I will say this, too. Uh, i got to get back to uh, my uh, friend Mason. Ugh, who, Mason Mully. <laughs> who uh, asked me if I had seen the most recent Outcast. Now, I've not seen the one from this past Friday, but I did watch the one before that, and Outcast took a nice little turn to it. Because yeah. up until this point, Outcast has been nothing but, you know, drama and people worrying about the demons. You know, some people are infected with the demons, or they're possessed by the demons, and, you know, this main character, the Outcast, touches them, and... uh it causes all hell to break loose. They can't stand it, blah, blah, blah. He can exercise them. The preacher's been helping. Things have gotten really, like, dirty. I don't know if I had mentioned it before, but Brent Spiner's on there, and he plays a uh, rather cool, calm, collected, so you know he's one of the head bad guys. He's yeah. a cool, calm, collected guy who wears a hat and has his trademark white hair. And um, So this episode, he got to talk a little bit more, and... Uh, it was really cool. He basically told them that he, he told like the outcast guy, he's like, you know, if you had just left your mother alone, she would have been okay. You know, and if you had left this person alone, they would have been okay. And he's like, but they're infected with demons. And he's like, yeah, but you know what? It's not that bad. They would have lived out normal lives. They would have been okay people. You know, they would have just been living alongside the demons. Um, you know, basically, the first few days of us acclimating to a human host is really rough, and it's it's hard on us, and we can't quite understand what's going on. But, you know, once we've gotten used to it, once we figured out what's going on, we can live harmoniously with this person. And actually, like, one of the townspeople is like, I know my wife has a demon inside her, but she's a better person because of it. You yeah. know, she's actually more attentive and she's more active and she does this and this. And I like this version of my wife better. So please don't drive it out of her. So it really kind of gave a different twist on things of like, maybe it wouldn't be so bad, you know, a, a symbiotic type of thing rather than parasitic. Hmm. Okay. Yeah. So now we've got, you know, the outcast who's kind of wondering, mm, do I, you know, do I have the right to just drive them out? Or, and then, of course, his buddy, the preacher, who's like, no, this is against God's work. You need to drive them out. You need to, uh, I'm really enjoying it. It's, uh, it took a twist that I needed it to take, you know, because up until that yeah. point, like I said, it was just kind of like, I won't say boring, but it was the same old, same old kind of stuff. Okay. Yep. But yeah. Um, what channel is that on? Uh, Cinemax. Oh, it's, oh, yes, it's at Cinemax show now. Okay, yes. all right, all right. The one that's by like, uh, Robert Kirkman. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Like, I had, uh, I knew what show you are talking about. I just couldn't remember what network it was on. And unfortunately, nowadays, shows even of that, like, uh, intensity nature or whatever can, are on regular TV now. Yeah. <laughs> you know, uh, since, I, I guess, do you think it was The Walking Dead is what started this trend of graphicness on TV? Uh, I don't know if it was the, I think that the walking dead pushed it a little further, but I think that it had been starting earlier on when they started doing things like, uh, NYPD blue, when they showed the, Oh yeah, that's right. NYPD blue a long time ago really did. Yeah. Really did, uh, push the, uh, the boundaries of things. Yeah. So you started getting like hardcore cop shows like that, that were trying to bring the grittiness of HBO to network TV as best as they could. Yeah. Okay. Yeah, I guess that makes sense. Yeah. Cool. Uh, I will so, also say that um, yeah. I, I'm sure you haven't, based on what you've said, but I finished Stranger Things this week. Um, actually, John, 
Oh, I binged that bad boy. <laughs> I was going to bring that up a little bit later on. I think I was going to close out with that. We can um, certainly close out with that. I'd still like to close out with that, but yep. I will just say I, I had had this thing where I wanted to watch it on my regular TV. I didn't want to watch it on my tablet. Right. And then I just found myself sitting there. Uh, I was I was Thursday night into Friday. Mm-hmm. At work or whatever, and I was like, you know what? I'm just gonna put the first episode on because I was I wanted to watch something different. And I this is where I'm at right now, is I find like when I sit down to watch something, I don't want to watch a complete movie. It seems weird. Like I would rather watch a TV show at this point. Gotcha. Which because for the longest time I enjoyed movies better than TV. Mm-hmm. But like, I don't know if it's. I don't know what it is, but, like, I just – I have a hard time unless, like, oh, oh, I've heard a lot about it or whatever. I have a hard time sitting there and just going through Netflix and trying to watch something. And then I'll read something, and it sounds good, and I'll throw it in my queue. And then when it comes down to watching it or something, I'm just like, oh, I just don't know if I want to even devote an hour and a half to this. I think what it is 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 my time is so limited at times now mm-hmm. that I don't want to devote – I don't want to have to say, like, all right, I have to devote an hour and a half or two hours to watch this. Right. And it's like, do I have the time? Yes. But do I want to put the effort in? I don't know. You know, like I can't be like my son who is now watching Winnie the Pooh for the 97,000th time. Tell me this is your youngest and not your 10-year-old. You know what? We're all kind of hooked on it right now, John. <laughs> it's catchy. But yes, I'm not judging. I- I'm it's okay. It's for my youngest. Okay. But like <clears throat> I've seen it now a lot. But he loves it for whatever reason. The music, the Heffalump song, I mean, he gets up and dances to it and everything. And it's just, he's fun to watch, watch it. So anyways, it just started up again. That's why, in the other room. Gotcha. Um, so I've been really just like, I just want to watch a show because I'm only devoting 20 minutes, 45 minutes to it. And I'm not making the commitment. I guess I'm having but, movie commitment issues. But that's the thing is, if you look at the math, like say – a show that has eight episodes, yeah. even if they're only 20 minutes each, that you're devoting more time to that than a movie. You, correct, but it's not um, consecutive time. It's, it's okay. broken up. I gotcha. You know, I can watch an episode here, an episode there. Like we watched – we actually finally watched a couple episodes of Casual this week. We had – we had fallen behind, so we watched two episodes this week. Mm-hmm. And um, it's – I enjoy the show. Um it's very – it's all relationship-bound because it's, it's all centered around the guy makes a online dating website type of thing. And essentially, you know, for him, he just uses it for hookups, and that's what he wants it for. Okay. But not really. Deep down, he wants something longer and meaningful, but externally, he just uses it for hookups. Gotcha. And it's all – the whole show is all about screwed-up relationship issues. Mm-hmm. Um, but it's still a decent show, but it's only like 25 minutes an episode. So you can sit down, we can watch, like Kate and I can watch a quick episode before I have to go to work. So it's nice. Um, but I, again, it's kind of like I would have a hard time giving it a hard sell to really push people to want to watch it. But pardon me, but it is a good show and you probably should check it out. Uh, okay. It's on Netflix. They're up to season two now. I think there's 10 episodes in season one. I think they've had all 10 on season two air now. I just, we just haven't watched them yet. Yeah. So. Well, that's cool. Yeah, I guess. <laughs> it's funny. I just look. Um, I'm trying, I can't remember where I saw the wrecked commercials. I thought it was on. Um, nah, Hulu, but yep. it's not on Hulu, so I don't know. Huh. It might have been when you were watching Angie Tribeca. No, it was recently I saw these. It was very recently I saw this. Okay. It might have been when I was on vacation in Maryland because we did a lot of like. Ah. American Pickers marathoning because we were really not a lot to do while we're sitting in the room waiting while the kids taking a four hour nap or at night or whatever, you know, um, and they had direct TV. And so, yeah, anyhow, gotcha. so I did what I did, though, after that whole spout of uh, about watching movies and devoting time, <laughs> I did watch two movies this week. OK, I watched them both on Netflix. Uh, they're both horror flicks. Uh, the first one's called They're Watching, which I'd never seen before. And essentially what this is about, it's like, you know those um, those shows that they have on, like Travel Channel or whatever, about finding your vacation home? Yes. 
or like home remodeling shows, essentially. Basically, what 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 this basically believe is is about is um, uh, it's like you're you're watching the opening of the movie is like you're watching this vacation show where these people are looking for their their dream home, their starter home, their builder home, but it's like the European edition, and uh, basically it's this whole breakdown with this girl and her soccer superstar boyfriend. Uh, they find a, a home in Moldovia, and this place Ooh. is a wreck. I mean, it's a wreck, but she, like, sees some greatness to it and this and that and everything, and she ends up buying it or whatever. And now what we're at now is it's six months later, and the crew is going back to film the house to see what work she may have done on it and this or that whatever. And so it's kind of like a uh, first-person uh, footage type movie. I'm not going to say found footage. But it's like, you know what I mean? It's that type of how it's shot that way. Everything is from the point of view of the the camera crew, you know, who's filming the show. And um, okay, they go to this, uh, they go to Moldova or whatever, and basically this little tiny backwoods town they're in, they still believe in witches. And, uh, well, let's just say things don't go well <laughs> for the crew <laughs> okay, and, and the townsfolks. So, but it's a decent movie. It's it's a it's a decent flick. I kind I like the uh, the found footage movies. Um, so I would definitely say, you know what, sit down, and give it a watch. Now, why were these people looking for a summer home in Moldavia? It was knowing really that. Summer. See that now they never really explain it, other than she like for whatever reason she she meets this guy who essentially I guess is like a, a super superstar soccer player. So you know, uh-huh. and. Um, hold on. You kind of question why are they together, anyways, based on their interaction together. And they never really—I mean, either that or I missed it—but they never really explain why they're in this other country. See, my yeah. first thought immediately goes, though. However, and I hope yours at least at some point did, was to Vigo, the scourge of Carpathia, the sorrow of Moldavia. <laughs> so why would you go to a country oh, that Vigo awesome. had taken over at some point? I mean, really? What were they thinking? Of so course there's is... going to be supernatural stuff there. So I'll, I'll read this plot off Wikipedia because it can probably sell it better than I'm doing. Okay, So they're calling it a horror, a found footage horror comedy. And basically this is what it is. I like, And I didn't recognize anyone in the cast. And I watched it on Netflix, like I said. But it's the crew of a popular home improvement TV show heads to, remote, to a remote village in Moldova to fo- film a follow-up segment about an American homeowner who's been transforming a rundown house into an artist's haven. But when the crew arrives, they discover the superstitious locals no longer welcome them or the homeowner. And when a cultural misunderstanding turns to violence, no one is safe. So I don't know if that helps you anymore. Want to watch it? Yeah. But they... No, but thanks. <laughs> Um, the, the main character, the girl there, I did like, I, I, I like looked at her and I'm like, I know I've seen her in other stuff. I don't know what I've seen her in. Um, so I'm kind of, I'm actually looking at it right now and she's just been kind of like in everything. Like okay. she did an episode of Supernatural. She did an episode of Grimm. She did an episode of Longmire. She did an episode of Loverage. She's done an episode of Criminal Minds. So she's like one of those. Oh, I, I gotcha. Actors, but she's been in everything. I mean, she was on an episode of Enterprise, episode of Cold Case. So she's like a one-episode guest star-aholic. I see. But there's a lot of shows that we have or used to watch or probably did watch, you know? I mean, Early Edition, Charmed, Dharma and Greg. So this was her big break, getting her I don't know. starring role in a movie. I don't know. I guess. I mean, she <laughs> hasn't done a lot of movies, so that's for sure. But anyway, so it's a good it's 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 a good flick. I enjoyed it. Okay, cool. Yeah, I enjoyed it. What was the other one? Uh, the other one is something I'd actually watched previously, but um, my my cousin Johnny and I watched it last night because he hadn't seen it. It's called um, Last Shift. Okay. It takes place in a basically what it is is this is a scenario set up. Um, the old police station is closing. Because they built a new one down the road, and this is the, uh, the 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 evidence tech crew are supposed to be in at like 4 a.m. or whatever it is to clean out the evidence room. Otherwise, everything else is gone from the PD. The whole place has been cleaned out, 
And this rookie on her first night is assigned to be at the PD, uh, be at the station by herself to uh, basically keep an eye on the evidence. And if anyone happens to walk in, um, but like all the phone lines have allegedly been redirected and there's going to be nobody else there and there should be no one coming in and on and on and on. So anyways, uh, however, this is a ghost story movie. And it's a very well done ghost story movie. Okay. But it's a it's you need to pay attention to it. You can't just sit there and casually watch it. You have to listen to all the dialogue to follow along to the story, which isn't a bad thing because it, it pulls you in. But if you don't pay attention, you could miss something. Cause even thing because because either you need to watch the dialogue or you need to watch what's going on the screen. Okay, you know what I mean. So you have to you have to intensively watch this movie. You cannot really have a distraction going on because you don't want to miss anything. Um, <laughs> um, and then there's even the conversations that she's having on the phone, and this is where the audio is really screwed up on it, and it's kind of frustrating a little bit. But like, you need to hear what they're being, what she's being told on the phone by the other party. But the audio is not that of like, oh, you can hear what they're saying at the same level. It is diminished because she's listening to them on the phone. So you need subtitles at that point. Well, I don't know about subtitles, but like whenever she's talking on the phone, you need to crank it up so you can hear what the phone person's saying and then turn it back down after type of thing. Okay. So I'm giving everyone the heads up on that now. But I really, 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 really recommend this movie. It is really good. Like I really, really like it. That's why I've watched it again. And like as a person who's worked midnight alone at a police department before and heard freaky things, it was it was it was it was like I didn't experience the stuff she did. I, not, no no way no how. But I have seen things that weren't there. Like I don't know if it's from sleep deprivation or whatever it is. But you're in an old creepy building. And in that, her case, it was a haunted, creepy building. But you're in an old, creepy building, and you hear things, or you see flickers on the on the monitors, on the uh, security camera monitors. I mean, yeah. So it was right up my alley. But I really enjoyed it. Like, I want to give this a hard sell. But it's a hard sell with a caveat of you need to pay attention to it. Because if you watch it, and you don't pay attention to it, and you're like, well, this wasn't as good, it's not my fault. I'm giving you the heads up. <laughs> You need to pay attention to the dialogue. You need to pay attention to the te- you know the the quiet tension happening on the screen. It's a really well done movie. It's got an amazing ending. Yeah, so it's it's a great low budget horror flick, and you know it's pretty brilliant. I mean, the cast isn't huge. It's all done in the confines of one building. I mean, like if they had a budget confinement, they did a really really good job with everything that they did. And um, yeah, it's called like I said, it's called The Last Shift. It's on Netflix. You really should go check it out. All right. I'll have to add that yeah. to my queue. Yeah, definitely. But again, make sure – not the last shift. Sorry, just last shift. But make sure you uh, pay attention. So, yeah. See here. The the, uh, the, uh, the writer and director is a guy named Anthony de Blasi. What else did he do? See here. Nothing I've heard of. So <laughs> Okay. There we go. Yeah, as a director, he's done nothing I've heard of. That's kind of a good thing then, I guess. Yes. I don't know. But yeah, so well, I may want to check some of his other stuff out, I guess is what I mean. Gotcha. Because of it. So yeah. But otherwise, yeah, that's a good hard sell for me. Definitely go watch it. Awesome. Um, I watched the season finale of Preacher this week. Oh, should I take my headset off? <sighs> no, I'll be good. But it really... I, I'm, I'm behind. It really needs to be talked about. Like, okay. so the sooner the better, uh, okay. but l- let's just say like the season finale did not disappoint. Good. Um, there was a countdown clock that kept appearing on the screen and, uh, it was, <laughs> if it, I don't know, I felt like this episode was the episode that you would put on for somebody to get them to watch the show. Like of all the other episodes of this show, the first episode, midway episodes, even the ones that have like the strong rat water presence. Mm-hmm. If anything, if you wanted to get somebody to watch this show, this is the episode to get them to watch because it is, it just blew my mind. So much happens in this episode and it goes off the rails almost immediately. 
Like it is just crazy. It, we finally get the full backstory on this Carlos guy that they keep hinting at and they keep talking about. We finally get to see everything that happened with Carlos and why, uh, Jesse and Tulip hate him so much. We, uh, we finally get some answers to some bigger questions, I'll just say. And it really, like, it's off the rails the whole time, and it ends with a bang. I mean, I I wish you'd watched it, but... Sorry. It's okay. I just, when we finally get to talk about it, it's going to be as much fun as when I kept telling you that you needed to watch this for the church fight scene, and then you watched it, and you were like, we need to talk about this. That's pretty much what you're heading into here. I'm keeping all of my notes on this because it is okay. going to be fun to go back over this. Okay. Well, yeah, I, I will try and watch it as soon as I can. Yep. Good, good. Um, the other good one this week was uh, Mr. Robot. I know I sing the praises of Mr. Robot all the time. It was another... It's interesting. It was kind of a filler episode. You know, there was not a lot of overt action going on, but it was very intense and some stuff happened in this episode that really went crazy. You know, that we finally get to know more about what's going on. Craig Robinson was introduced this season and he's been just kind of a friendly guy who's talking to Elliot and trying to help him through some stuff. And, you know, he's got a bloodhound that he really likes and, we finally get to know a little bit more about him and the consequences of knowing a little bit more about him. Okay. Um, it's the whole show is psychotic and beautiful at the same time. I can't stress enough how much I love this show. I know I, I sound like a, a paid shill for it, but it's <laughs> honestly just legit from the bottom of my heart, how much I love this show, how great it is. And this week's episode, like like I said, it was a filler, but the moments that jumped out were, like, you'd catch your breath. You'd find yeah. yourself holding your breath watching him and this other hacker typing messages to each other on notepad on a computer. And just like, what's going to happen? What's going to happen? What's going to happen? And then the end of the episode just flips it completely, and Jesus Christ, it, it was intense. So intense. Still a hard sell. Still, anybody who's listening, you've got to watch Mr. Robot. It's, okay. It's phenomenal. Nice. Nice. All right, cool. Yeah. Um, so I got one more thing before we talk about Stranger Things. It's okay. just brief. Uh, there's a new Blair Witch movie coming out in September. It's just called Blair Witch. I watched the trailer last night. You should watch the trailer. Okay. And um, – Essentially, it's it's a I don't, like I said I don't know if it's it's hard to tell if it's a found footage or a first person shooter version uh, of the movie or not. Okay. Um, but essentially, from what I gather from the plot of the trailer is, and I don't know if he's saying that Heather Donahue is his sister or if somebody else had gone in since the first movie. Okay. But basically, what it is is someone found some uh, some video footage like in the area. They put it online. This guy's watched it, and he thinks it's his sister. And the person says, you think she could still be out there after all this time. So I don't know if it's supposed to be Heather Donahue's character or not. And I haven't read into it or looked into it. I just watched the trailer. Okay. But essentially, he's like, well, if it is, I have to take the chance. And then basically him and a group of friends go out there, and they're filming, and a bunch of spooky stuff happens, and it looks awesome, and I'm going to watch it. Okay. I, uh, I saw two trailers and one movie before we get into Stranger Things. Uh, the two trailers didn't, like, I'm not going to go see either one of these probably, but they were notable. Um, one of them was Hands of Stone. I don't know if you've seen this preview. Did you say Hands of Stone? Yeah. It's a boxing movie. And it's... Oh, is Robert De Niro in there? Yes. Okay, I did see that trailer. Yeah. Okay. It's... I well, Okay, let me rephrase that. I was walking into work and I saw the half the trailer on TV and I remember making the mental note of, ooh, I need to check this out because i got to figure out what this is about. And then I, I haven't yet. So go it's, ahead. Uh, it's basically, it follows the life of Robert Duran. Uh, he was a 16-year-old boxer back in the 60s. You know, he came from an impoverished city and had to fight for everything. And they said that he had hands of stone because when he hit people, it just, that's what it felt like. And uh, at one point, he was 
unstoppable, unbeatable. You know, he was taking down all these challengers, and then Sugar Ray Leonard came along and just knocked him out. That's what Sugar Ray does. Yep. But he actually went back to training with Robert De Niro's character, and from the looks of it in the trailer, uh, he trains up and does a rocky kind of thing and then comes back from behind and took down Sugar Ray. If, you know, if you look at history, this actually happened because it is based on real people, you know. So yeah, but as we've talked about in the past, based on a true story sometimes. Yeah. They can very much so take the, you know. Usher Raymond is playing Sugar Ray Leonard. So that's an interesting choice. Okay, all right. I thought I saw something about Usher was in the movie. Like I said, I was walking into work. And yeah. the real reason why I was kind of curious about it or what it was could have been about was um, – <clears throat> Was it uh, Robert De Niro a long time ago? Raging Bull? Yeah, he, play, he played Raging Bull. He played, was it Ray LaMotta, I think that guy's name is? Hmm. I'm looking it up now because I can't think of it. And uh, Yeah, sorry, Jake LaMotta. Uh, hold on. Goodness. Yeah, Jake LaMotta. So my thought was, I wondered if he was playing an older Jake LaMotta in this uh. movie, training someone. So that's why I was like, ooh, I got to look at this to see if it is. <laughs> like, is this the next Creed? Well, yeah, except it's a true story, if you will. Right. So. Yeah. But, um, yeah. And, so cool. And the other trailer that I saw, it may have been you that was mentioning it last time, but The Great Wall with Matt Damon. No. Oh. I haven't heard of anything about this. Okay. I was talking to somebody about it. See, here's the thing. It's, it's an alternative take on The Great Wall of China. And they're basically saying, you know, oh, they built it all these miles long, and what were they trying to keep out? And it's monsters. But here's the thing. It's an entire array. It's from the guys who did Crouching Tiger, Hidden Dragon. Which is, they they just did a sequel of that recently. Yep. A true sequel, not the ripoff sequel, but anyways. Right, a direct Netflix one, if I'm not mistaken. Yeah, it was really good. I liked it. Well, it's from them, and it's, you know, the Great Wall was built to keep out monsters, apparently. It's a lot of action in the preview. Uh, mm -hmm. But it's got Matt Damon as the starring person. And yeah. I'm not sure why, pardon me for sounding racist, but why do they have the whitest of white boys in a period piece about the Chinese Great Wall? What? Oh, the I entire don't... army, everybody else there... Looks like they belong. Why is he there? Is this another um, Tom Cruise as the last samurai kind of thing? It's just, it's it's bizarre. But, and he's even doing like the voiceovers for the trailer, you know, talking about how he'll fight any war and stuff like that. It It kind of took me out of it. Like, the idea sounded good, the visuals looked good, but the fact that he was there just kind of knocked me for a loop, took me right out of it. I don't know. I, I can't say that I'm excited about it based on I that. I wonder how they're going to explain his him being there. You know what I mean? Like, how are they going to justify him being there? I, you, I could probably look it up right now. I haven't. But there's probably some kind of an explanation out there that says, you know, oh, well, he was traveling or something. Right, because like the last samurai, they tried to explain why an American guy was there. Yeah. Other than you know to just make it so Americans want to watch it. <laughs> right. So that Tom Cruise could have another role. Right. But um, yeah, I'm not. I'm not that keen on the the idea. Yeah. Hmm. The uh, the reason that I saw those trailers though was because I went and watched Suicide Squad. Oh, okay. I was wondering if you did or if you had. So really, well, here's the thing. That's so did, a big sigh. I did a little research on this, and you remember how you you probably saw some of the news stuff after Batman vs Superman came out. They said that Suicide Squad was doing some reshoots. Yes, and everyone was like, get less intense. Yeah, that. yeah, lighten the mood. Well, yeah. now take this with a grain of salt. But there was somebody who was working on the production who did an interview, and he said that basically what happened was they shot the movie. David Ayer shot the movie the way he wanted it, and it was very dark in tone, just like Batman vs Superman was. Then all the critics were saying Batman vs. Superman was too dour, it was too dark, it was there was no joy in it. So the executives went, wait, 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 we want this one to be lighthearted, so let's try to do that. 
So they brought somebody else in and they reshot several scenes to make basically a version of the movie that was more peppy, more lighthearted. Yep. And David Ayer didn't like that too much because he liked his original version. So they kind of clashed on that. And I guess when they, um, when they screened, they screened both versions for test audiences and the test audiences were lukewarm on both of them. You know, they did like this, but they didn't like this. They did like this, but they didn't. So they kind of mashed together both versions. Yep. So some scenes they went with the lighthearted version. Some scenes they went with the darker David Ayer version. And it really did kind of create a mess of a movie. Yeah. Yeah. It's because you basically have two different people's visions trying to merge into one, and they're not yeah. working together to accomplish it. Exactly. The... Uh, there were a number of issues that I had with this. Let me preface it by saying that I didn't hate it. It was not a terrible movie. Okay. But <laughs> yeah. Sound familiar? Yeah, exactly. Yeah. Um, so some things that I took note of, like there's one scene where the Joker is standing there talking to this thug in a bar. He's standing up. Harley is to his right, kind of hanging on his right arm. He is speaking. The speech continues. The lines continue. And midway through these lines, we switch to a scene where he's sitting down and Harley is sitting down next to him on his left. The words continue. So in other words, it's like a teleportation kind of thing. This is not like we jump to a new scene and a new conversation is happening. This is while it's still happening. It was spliced in wrong. Ugh. Ugh. Yeah. Um, You think continuity-wise they would have caught something like that or they just didn't get – or they just – oh, it's the only way we can make it flow. The – the main focus of the movie seemed to be on the soundtrack. Like you've seen the preview with the Bohemian Rhapsody. Yeah. They put so much time and effort into picking out just the right songs for this movie. It was insane. Like, I think they really were going for a guardians of the galaxy kind of thing, you know, where, yeah, but the guardians of the galaxy, the movie came first. Yeah. Yeah. The movie really did come first. Everybody loved the soundtrack. Everybody loved the soundtrack, but this one, it's like they were going for that effect. There were some really good songs in there. Don't get me wrong. I loved it. But it was the fact that it seemed to be like the main focus. Uh, And then as far as the characters go, you could really tell like the biggest backstories were given to Will Smith, Margot Robbie, and um, uh, uh, Cara Delevingne, who played the Enchantress. The other ones, like Killer Croc... Yeah. Barely got a mention. Uh, Captain Boomerang, same thing. Although we did get a nice cameo of the new Flash, which okay. was okay. Wasn't but, Batman in the movie? Yep, Batman was in the movie. Um, and was he also a cameo, if you will? Kind of. He he served to uh, like support Harley's backstory and Deadshot's backstory. Okay. Um, but you could tell that they were trying to keep their big stars happy, and the rest of them was like, eh. Now, um, I, sorry, I don't mean to interrupt. Batman's okay. appearance in this movie is yes. it? Does it work with what happened in Batman vs Superman, or does it yes. seem awkward? Okay. Yes, this is actually. So, if you take that into account, like the movie opens up talking about Batman vs Superman with the yeah. same kind of arguments they did in Batman vs Superman. You know, saying, uh, "What if Superman had come down and decided to destroy the planet? What would we have done?" And our our idea is to put together a group of jerks basically yeah um but yeah like the dead shot backstory was very well developed but it was short like i i told people afterwards that i was talking to when marvel did the avengers and yes i'm gonna do that i'm not fanboying here but i'm trying to draw a comparison when marvel did the avengers they already had a thor movie a captain america movie uh Right. Two Iron Man movies, the Hulk movie, you had solid backgrounds for these characters, so they didn't need to spend the time in the Avengers telling us who they were or what they Because we knew who they were. Yes. Even this... like even like Black Widow, we had seen enough along the way. Exactly. That we didn't need, you know, a whole... Yeah, okay. Yeah. This one, they tried to introduce all these characters and force-feed us their backstories which really did a disservice to the characters. You know, there was some depth. I would have loved to have seen a standalone Deadshot movie or a standalone Harley movie to understand those characters a little bit better. The backstories that we got were very stilted and confusing at times. Like there's one scene where 
Harley is in a vat of chemicals and the Joker's in a vat of chemicals and you see that their clothes are like melting off them, but their skin is fine. And I don't know what's going on there. Like, are they in something that just dissolves inorganic materials, but they don't explain it. They don't give any kind of explanation. They just move right on. You know, now that you're saying that I'm wondering, well, not wondering, but I'm curious, does Harley have the same pasty white skin as Joker does? No, she is pasty white as in like, um, she doesn't get a lot of sun. Okay. But it's not the makeup kind of thing. All right. I didn't know if, okay. All right. Keep going. Uh, Jared Leto's Joker served as just basically an anchoring point for Harley, I guess, you know, he was in the flashbacks and in the current movie, but he wasn't like a focal point. Yeah. And he wasn't that great. I did not like his version of the Joker that much. He had a good laugh, but yeah. for what I saw, he was... Now, remember in Batman vs. Superman, we talked about how Batman is clearly, like, middle-aged in the movie? Yes. Okay, and so, like, one of his biggest nemesis was the Joker, and he kind of talks about the Joker a little bit? Yep. How does Jared Leto look in age by comparison? Like, is he, like... Yeah. Is he believably old enough that he could have battled Batman all those years ago? With the slick back hair, the metal on the teeth, he looks like he's trying to go gangster, but you get a feel from him that he's older. You definitely get a feel that this Joker is an older, quote-unquote, wiser version. Um, Yeah, so I I would give him that. I would definitely give him that. Uh, but it was interesting, too, speaking of which, in the beginning, when they're, like, giving us the quote-unquote dossiers on these villains, yeah, um, a lot of stuff flashes on the screen. You know, it's very flashy, and there's neon lights, and they're, like, running down lists of their crimes and stuff like that. But it's all so fast, you can't, like, really read it. Uh, with Harley, at one point, it flashed up there very quickly. I mean, it was like, blink and you miss it. Um God, what was it? Like, complicit in the murder of Robin. Oh. So, yeah, so they're kind of tying back to what Zack okay. Snyder kind of gave us in Batman vs. Superman. Yeah. Which then killing Robin's not an issue because he was, he was killed in the comic Right. Books. It was a very, very big, compelling story. Yep. But you, you, you know. Death of the family. Yeah. Yeah, exactly. Anyways, go ahead. But the rest of the characters, like I said, Captain Boomerang, he could have been cool. Like, they even kind of gave him a Deadpool-esque kind of thing with a little fuzzy pink unicorn. Yep. Um, But he didn't, like, nobody knew him. Nobody cared about him. Um, Killer Croc, I did not like the look of. Now, I know the original Killer Croc was just a guy who had this genetic disorder that made him reptilian. He was a strong man in the circus, so he was kind of beefy and bulky. I like the animated version of Killer Croc and the video game version where he's like 10 feet tall and just this massive hulking thing. The later versions of him. This version, though, even if you want to go with the original, he looked really awkward. Like, it almost looked like they CG'd his head, but then at one point he takes off his jacket and his shirt and you see his body and it looks like scrawny-ish. Like, I didn't get the giant muscle-bound bodybuilder that he's supposed right. to be. Right. And he just looked weird. And it was really kind of, I don't know. They didn't do well with his character, I didn't think. They didn't do well with a lot of the characters. They didn't give them a lot of screen time or explanation. They even had one villain that literally just served as cannon fodder. Hmm. Yeah. Was it a known villain, or is it just... It was a known villain, but, you know, he was minor. Slipknot. You know, guy okay. can climb anything. And he showed off his powers by basically firing Batman's grapple gun. And, yeah. Okay. Uh, Rick Flagg was done well. Uh, I liked his character. But I really feel if you're going to do an ensemble movie like this, it's kind of like with the Justice League coming up. We've got no backstory on Aquaman or Flash in this version, or Cyborg. They're going to yeah. jam them into that movie as yep. well. Yep. And it does a disservice to the characters. Let us have some character development. Let us get to know why we should feel bad for Cyborg. Right. I don't know. No, I can agree. I agree with you there. So, again, it wasn't terrible, but definitely we all kind of left the movie going, eh, yeah. It doesn't make me want to run out and watch it now. No. I want to just wait. I would wait. Uh, I would definitely wait. It was not. It would be interesting when I talk to Rude tonight. I don't know if he's gone to see it yet or not, but. It'll be interesting to see if he has and what he thinks by comparison. Yeah. 
And I know there's another guy at work that was really, really, really excited for it. And, and yeah, so we'll yeah. see, I guess. We'll yeah. See. So, Stranger Things. Stranger Things. Um, I loved this <laughs> right? a lot. I mean, like, I started watching it. I burned through, like, four episodes, came home that morning, watched another one, got up, finished the series. I mean, it was awesome. Right? Absolutely awesome. I mean, it was a little bit different than I thought it was going to be um, from the trailers and everything. Um, like, I thought I didn't... But I'm not disappointed by any means. Right. Um, no, it was just great. The cast was great. The story was great. Everything that happened was great. Eleven was badass. I mean, <laughs> it was it was a great story. And the time frame it happened, it was awesome. I love that it was a 1983 period piece, if you will. Yes. It yep. gave me goosebumps at times. Sometimes yep. it felt like the Goonies. Yep. Oh, um, yeah. Well, I mean, basically chunks in the movie, crying out loud. <laughs> Except for the fact that I will say this. I originally thought Dustin was going to be the chunk. Yeah. Dustin was my favorite character. Really? I, I, I someone think, else said that to me last night. I think he was awesome. Like, he was the most inspirational. He's the one that got the two, you know, the best friends back together. Yeah. You know, yeah. told them, you need to shake hands. You drew first blood. I love their little rules. You know, yes. they really yes. felt like these kids that were living back in the eighties. Dude, seriously, the beginning of the flick, they're doing a 10 hour D and D campaign and they're whining <laughs> cause they have to leave. That was a flashback right there. It was, it was only 10 hours. Yep. <laughs> yeah. Oh, I hear little footsteps. What's happening. Oh, it's a boy. Hi. Oh, I was like, are you talking about the show? No, no, no. My son's just come around to say hi to me. It definitely felt like an eight episode movie. Yes, yes, and I loved it, and I thought it was fantastic. And it had the twists at the end that made it feel like an 80s monster movie. Oh, I know. It was just, it was so well done. I mean, Matthew Modine's character was great. For the limited time that we got to see him. Yeah, but he did a great job. Winona Ryder's character was awesome. She did a great job. Yep. And then the sheriff, I can't think of what his name is right now. I can't yeah. either. But, like... From the beginning, you think he's going to be like this scummy guy who doesn't believe anyone. But in the end, he is working the hardest of everyone to find the kid. Exactly. I said the same thing. I was And like, everything I he was started, doing. Yeah. yeah. When I first started, I thought this guy was going to be a throwaway douche. Yep. And then, like, at one point, I'm watching it, and I'm like, you know what hasn't happened yet? And I'm not saying I want it to happen, but the obligatory, oh, the bad guy catches someone on the good guy side of things. And then there's a long, drawn-out talking piece, and <laughs> then they escape anyways, and on and on and on. And I'm like, I'm glad, so glad they haven't done that, because you know that usually happens in a movie or TV show or something. Yes, it goes back to what I was saying last week yeah. on the show. And, and then within moments later, the sheriff and the mother are captured. Yep. Then it's not done that way. Right. He basically is like, this is what's going to happen. This is what we're going to do. This is what you're going to do. And then they're like, all right, fine, you're going to die anyway, so go ahead. Right. You know? Yep. It, they didn't take the stereotypical route out in so many places. Like, they really yes. could have been stereotypical, and they weren't. Yep. Right. And I love that about it. Yeah, I thought it was great. I really enjoyed it. I have, I, I, You know, it, I'm going to say this, and, you know, I know we get nitpicky on things. It's just what we do. There's not a single thing I hated about this. Nothing that I hated. I was a little bit annoyed, like I said last time, about the romantic relationship. You know what? Yes, I kind of thought about you saying that. And at the beginning, I thought, all right, where is this? But it did serve a purpose ultimately in the end. It did, and it turned out pretty awesome, actually. Yeah, I mean, it actually – it actually, they worked it in really well the way they did it. I just – I don't know. I really, really enjoyed it. Now, correct me on this, but did they ever talk about where this creature came from other than – he just lived on the other side. No. Okay, good. I'm glad I didn't miss that part because nope. I'm like, I'm going to watch this again. So like, maybe I'll pick it up the second time. But I didn't even care that I didn't know. Exactly. That was like, the best was, part about it. Yeah, he was just there. It happened. I mean, it was it was well. It was really, really, really well done. I really liked it a lot. I mean, I just, yeah. I love the time frame. And then talk about a soundtrack. I mean, oh, I love yes. not just the actual songs that they used. But the ominous, like... Yes, the score. Akari 
type. I don't know how to describe it, but you know what I mean? Like the opening oh, yeah. theme credits and then the, the background music kind of used at different parts. I loved it. Yes. Oh, it sucked me right it. back into childhood. Yeah. Yeah. It was great. I honestly, like, I, I'm definitely going to watch this again and again and again. <laughs> and, like, you know, Netflix, they have put out so many good shows and specials lately, originals. I mean, I was just looking earlier, and I normally don't care about things like this, but, like, they got nominated for 54 Emmy Awards. I mean, that's insane. That is. It's like, they are taking over, you know, and I... Whatever it is they're doing, they're obviously making money on it because they keep putting out all this great content, original content and everything. I mean, right. but man, what a great – and they definitely set it up for a second season. They did, but at the same time, here's my thoughts on that. One, yeah. if they didn't do a second season, I'd still be happy. I yep, think that too. it ended perfectly. Yeah. Um, if they did do a second season – I would almost rather see it be like an American horror story kind of thing where it's a completely different story. Yep. I, I I mean I would love to see more adventures of these kids 11, yep. you know, see what happens, but at the same time I would be thrilled to see what they could do with a different story, a different place, a different yep. idea. A different time frame. I mean they could go to the 70s. Yep. 60s. <laughs> I, I really, you know what? I really want to see them stay out of the modern age with all our technology that we have. Right. Because sometimes I think our technology ruins movies because like you have to suspend disbelief when they have to go research what something is. Cause someone just doesn't pull out a smartphone and look it up on the internet. Oh my God. Some of the stuff they were doing, like the microfilm, the micro. Yes. I'm like, yes. I've done that. Yes. Or, or the, uh, the corded phone in the wall, you know, yes. and he's like, that's 2258. And she's like, Oh yeah. I laughed so hard. I'm like, yep. Right. yep exactly. I get it. <laughs> so like, Movie like, so like I just want to see. I don't. It's so weird to say, but if they do another season, I don't want to see it in modern times. I want no. to see it. I want to, I want them to keep our modern technology out of it because I think it made it that much better. It this felt like people who loved the Goonies, who loved the creature double feature Saturday matinees, yeah, and who said, "Let's do something like that from our childhood." Yeah, the Duffer Brothers. Yes. Yeah, Good I thought it was going fantastic. guys. Yeah, they did a great job. I loved it. Absolutely loved it. I mean, I don't even want to break it down. I just want to leave it at. I loved it. You need to watch it. Yes, yes. Everyone I, needs to watch this. This is the hardest of hard sells. My cousin Johnny's already watched the entire thing three times. It, I believe it. It's yep. good. It's so yep. good. And so many people. I'm like, Aaron's watched it. Martin's watched it. I don't know if Paul's watched it yet. He doesn't like horror stuff. So he might like, not like this then. Well, but it's not, I mean, like, it's not, he doesn't like gory horror stuff, I guess. And this is not gory. I mean, anything, I mean, yeah, there's some violence and there's some blood or whatever, but anything that's really bad, they do the, they cut away. Yeah, this could have been, like, on a network show. Because the, you're right, yeah. they cut away stuff or, you know, most of the violence happens off screen. I do like how they kind of made a, uh, like, it's 1983, so, like, they did do a, um, like, they talked about Firestarter, if you will. Stephen King's Firestarter. They made yes. reference to Eleven being similar to that character. So I thought that was kind of neat. And then um, they had an Evil Dead poster hanging in the background. They had an Evil Dead poster. They, they had, had uh, The Thing. Yes. Jaws. Yep. Um, so I liked that type of thing. And uh, I liked that some, like, the Evil Dead, the the thing, these were all kind of hinted at in the yep. mythos of this of this creature, what was yep. going on, etc. Yep. I saw definite comparisons there. So again, yep. passion project. Yep. And I've been wanting to watch. I don't know. He's fine. I've been wanting to watch the thing and then the thing remake for a while long, a while now. I think I'm gonna have to do a double feature on those. Nice. I don't know why, but I've just had an, I've had the urge to watch those because those like. I don't know the solitary, the solitary. I mean, horror movies where these the actors are stuck in an environment, either space or like the was it the North South Pole? I think it is or North Pole, whatever. Those those if done when they're done well are pretty awesome movies. Yes, I agree. And um, yeah, yeah, yeah. So watch Stranger Things, please. Watch Stranger Things. Watch it. Watch it. Watch it. So yeah. All right. Well, I think that's gonna do it for me. Yeah, I can't think of anything else that I got right now. 
Cool. All right. So uh, thanks for listening to episode 21, the episode War Legal Drinking Age. Yay. And, uh, yeah. And neither of us drink much. <laughs> right. <laughs> um, but anyhow, uh, if you'd like to talk or give us your opinions, please do. I'm on the, the Twitter at SuperstarML. And I'm on the Twitter at the Quantum Geek. That's G33K. And oh, real quick, actually, before we wrap this up, did, I don't know if we talked about this last week or not. The new Star Trek. Yeah. Trailer. Did you watch that? Where basically it's the launching of the ship. Yes. Yep. We did talk about that last time. Okay. Good. Good. I want to make sure we did. Anyways, going back to it, you can the show has its own Twitter uh, at uh, What Did You Watch, and then we have the Facebook presence at What Did You Watch. Excellent. Sweet. Sounds like we covered the social media. Yeah, we did. We're all covered up on social media. So, yeah. So thanks for listening. Thanks, everybody. We'll see you next week. <laughs>